0: What's up, Disciples? We're back. That's right. We got Brad Lominick in the house today on The Red Letter Disciple. And of course, I'll be joined by Chris Johnson in just a couple of minutes. My co-host in this big endeavor. By the way, this endeavor, it has a purpose. The mission is to challenge you. That's right. You to be a greater disciple of Jesus wherever you might be. So Brad's going to come onto the show and we're going to have a really fun conversation. It, it, it's really great to connect with Brad and, and hear a little bit more of his story. Brad is a leadership expert. He's run massive movements. Well, You may have heard of one of them if you're in the church space called the Catalyst Conference. But anyway, Brad has taken all of that and he's an author. He's written about leadership and, and really is uh, an awesome connector in this world too. So I'm going to ask Brad a lot of things around leadership and connecting. We're going to look at the three things every leader needs today. We're going to look at the difference between connecting and networking. I love the way that he addresses that. And also, we're going to be talking about how to separate your calling from your assignments in this world. So, it's going to be pretty fun. So, today's episode is brought to you by Red Letter Living and uh, we create resources at Red Letter Living that challenge people to be greater disciples of Jesus. And one of those is a Red Letter Challenge Assessment. You can find it at redletterassessment.com. And really what it is, it's 40 questions, takes about seven to 10 minutes. And it's meant for you, the everyday individual, to go in, in just a few minutes to answer a few things. And at the end of it, it's going to identify five different discipleship targets being forgiving serving giving and going and it's going to rank you in those five targets and it's also then going to challenge you and give you next steps no matter where you rank in those because we all want to be greater disciples it's a free assessment it was done in partnership with lifeway research so a lot of behind the scenes has went into this to hopefully help you become a greater disciple more than five thousand have taken this free assessment and you ought to as well if you haven't again it only takes seven to ten minutes and so check it out at redletterassessment.com and speaking of things that like just don't take very long, we would love if you would give us a five-star rating or review on your favorite platform and also subscribe and download so that we can keep bringing more episodes of Red Letter Disciple to you. So with all that being said, let's get to the episode with Brad Lominick. Let's do this. Well, folks, we are excited for today's episode of the Red Letter Disciple. We got an incredible guest coming onto the show. We got Brad Lominick in the house today. Brad is a leadership consultant, a speaker, founder of Blink, B-L-I-N-C, that's important. Mm-hmm. And he's author as well. He's written The Catalyst Leader and H3 Leadership. And so Brad's regularly writing about leadership, next generation, creativity, innovation, social media, teamwork, personal growth. Is there anything he doesn't wow. write on, I Chris? was going to
1: say, like, that's an expert in many different facets. I agree.
0: So we're going to learn from one of the best today. Hey, Brad, welcome to the Red Letter Disciple. How are we doing today?
2: I'm good. I didn't get the memo on the outfit. <laughs> <laughs> For Chris, you mean? Yeah. Sorry well, about that. Yeah, it's I mean, I, and Zach's got like the traditional pastor shirt, like the right. silk untucked pastor shirt. Yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. You, so you, you like do you talk are, to a lot.
0: Yeah. You, you talk to a lot of pastors. Is that the traditional? Uh, so uh, to frame this question a little bit, I was at Arc conference last month and I'm yeah. pretty sure Chad Veach Uh, preached in pajamas so like what goes these days if i want to like lock in a a look for that's going to be good for 40 years what do i do and a follow-up to
1: that it almost feels like people from the pulpit are trying to look like they really don't care but it it seems intentional
2: yeah i i there's a number of things going on in the fashion game Mm -hmm. one is you got a bunch of old guys old men and well primarily men right that are trying too hard yeah uh then you got a bunch of young guys that look like they're now old men, <laughs> and they're basically wearing pajamas right on stage. like they're it's like, come on, so you have yeah. like a, two generations trying too hard both directions. now i'm not <laughs> I'm not throwing dirt on Chad Beach because you know, like I wouldn't wear what Chad wears, but I'm also not like I'm not top ten fashion game. So he's I feel like he's like he's aware of what the kids are wearing and what hmm. like entertainers athletes are wearing so i'm not throwing shade but yes yeah. there's it somebody should do a if whole like documentary on fashion on pastor fashion
1: <laughs> well you've seen that uh instagram uh, preachers and sneakers <laughs> right. right you've seen that one they document all the sneakers and the price of sneakers yeah. that pastors are wearing i find that yes amazing <laughs> like I, I mean, because yeah. literally most of my shoes are from like Target or something. And I find that fascinating.
2: <laughs> but yeah. your jacket is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. My, well, listen. Your jacket's
2: not from Target. No, I can't from find that at
1: Amazon.com. Don't know if you've oh, heard wow. of it. So big, I just Amazoned this one.
2: <laughs> your jacket should be on whatever the jacket equivalent of Preachers and Sneakers is <laughs> <laughs> jackets and rackets. Jackets and rackets. I like it. That's good. Something with maybe blazers and blazing now, Holy Spirit. No, I just
1: bought, anyway. uh, I went to GoDaddy and bought jackets and rackets. So
2: <laughs> there you go. Oh, rackets, rackets and jackets. Yeah. Whatever. There we go. There we go. Well, there you go. I think we've got
0: it all there. All right, right, guys. That's all we really wanted. Thanks, Thank you Brad. so no, much, Brad. <laughs> uh, hey, man. Super happy to have you on the show. You are, Brad, a, a disciple of Jesus and a leadership expert. And so what's the difference or is there a difference with discipleship and leadership from your vantage point? Hmm.
2: Yeah, let's go deep fast. I mean, give me, <laughs> I, I was expecting a softball here to get right. started, but no
1: kidding, Zach. It. You really came in hot on this one. I mean, on, everybody on. else you're talking about Wagyu steak and then Brad <laughs> right. pops on, he's a leadership expert. <laughs> and you're like, let's go to the deepest toughest question because I one. need
0: help.
2: And uh-huh. like, you know, we need, we need to figure this stuff right. out. <laughs> Well, I, I mean, I would say that, uh, you know, the very definition of discipleship or, or you, when you think about being a disciple, you're a disciple of something or mm-hmm. someone. So yeah. to me, discipleship is is about following Jesus and becoming more like Jesus. Uh, leadership is, I would say, the art of, of you know, taking whatever you've been given to steward and actually making that better and helping people thrive around you so that they, they both have, um, I would say like a discipline to them. But when I think of, again, discipleship, it's really about my walk with Jesus leadership is really like, well, how am I impacting others? Mm -hmm. Um, so if we had, if we had to like, you know, counterbalance the two, I would say it, you know, one, one for me is following someone. And then the, and then the other one being leadership is other people following me, I guess, is it, if we could park it there. That's good.
0: Yeah, I like that. So would you say that every disciple is a leader or every, or every leader is a disciple or not necessarily?
2: Um, no, 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 I wouldn't, I wouldn't necessarily use that terminology. I mean, I think a lot of people who are, who are leaders, they are disciples and arguably, again, if we're gonna, if we're talking about people who follow Jesus, yeah. Um, if I'm gonna be a leader, should I be a disciple of Jesus? If I'm following Jesus, yes. Mm-hmm. That 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 the answer is yes. Now, does every leader have to be a disciple of something? No, not not. You know, for the person who who's doesn't follow Jesus, um, I don't think they. Now, they do have to be disciplined. Um, if we're going to the you know sort of the root word, but. No, I wouldn't say that one, uh, one has to, has to follow the other or that they, you know, without one, the other one can't exist.
0: It's good. Yeah. So you, you had a huge role in, uh, through your direction of leadership. I remember, I remember the catalyst conference, man, we used which, to go every year. Yeah. It grew to thousands and thousands of people and really, really was a, a movement uh, of helping people become great, greater leaders. And so walk me through like yeah what was uh, what was your your part in that and some of the like really successful marks of what turned catalyst into a, truly a movement.
2: Yeah. Now you guys mentioned you've been Chris when did when when did you go?
0: I went
1: oh shoot uh, probably what 10 years ago and we went a few times. Yeah, uh, um, yeah it yeah it's probably like 10 12 and 13 years ago something like that. I don't know. I, I'm guessing. But we went to
2: Atlanta? like the Atlanta yeah,
1: gathering, He went to Atlanta from Florida. Yeah. Yeah.
2: What about you, Zach? Did you ever show up? <laughs> wow. Well, I Thanks. did actually. Yeah, it a was spot. uh, Yeah,
0: no, definitely uh a couple times uh we we went and it was it was around the similar years to Chris. Yeah. Uh it was early in in ministry which we planted a church 2010 2011. So it would have been those first few years uh went with a couple of uh of staff from, from the new church. And yeah, we just had an awesome time. I think I took my worship leader, yeah. my social media guy, and maybe four or five of us. He,
1: we rolled deep into that. Catalyst.
0: Yeah. <laughs> hey, so on. I,
1: I, is there, I'm sorry. Is, is this an okay question? Is there catalyst anymore?
2: Like what has happened? <laughs> I you're, did we, I are, are we
1: catalyzing? <laughs> uh, what's going on?
2: Great question. Uh, there's somebody else that can better answer that. Besides mm. me. Okay. Um, you know, I, I let it. His initials be uh A.S. Andy Stanley. No, no. I mean, Andy no. would probably, Andy would probably tell you the same thing I'm going to tell you, which is, okay. um, you know, there, it it still exists. There hasn't okay. been an event in four years. Uh, there's still social media that's, that's being, I mean, you know, thoughts on, on different social media outlets. There was a podcast, Um but there hasn't been a gathering in four years. And so uh, is there going to be another gathering at some point? Uh, TBD? Question mark. So yeah, I you. stepped I stepped out of running it in uh, 2014, 15, somewhere in there. I stayed involved and in, and in, uh, led it for, for over a decade and, and then stayed involved after I stepped out more as a, I would say, like an emeritus role, which mm-hmm. basically means I got old. <laughs> and... But I got old, but I still had access to the green room. And so I could eat the peanuts and, you know. And that's what
1: matters, really. I mean, when you break it down.
2: I mean, let's be honest. Like, that's the real value at the end of the day. (laughs) I don't have to lead anything, but I can still show up and enjoy the fruits of the labor. Yeah, you Um, can
1: rub elbows. You can have some sandwiches. I mean, I get it. I want to get to
2: America one day. That sounds beautiful. (laughs) Emeritus, man, I'm telling you, every leader out there your goal in life at least yeah. one of your goals should be to be an emeritus of something there you yeah. go yeah. If you can get to emeritus, that means you're like baller status hi uh,
1: people have a great deal of respect for you
2: yeah yes. i mean and you have no you have no responsibility no
0: responsibility, responsibility.
1: right yeah. yeah roll in whenever you want oh here comes yeah. the emeritus
2: here comes mr <laughs> emeritus yeah 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 uh, so,
0: yeah, like, I would have I went in those, year, those years where you were still there in kind of the height of that. And what, what yeah, what was it that, like, really made that thing go? Because um, that yeah. would have been the place where a guy like a Chad Veach would show up in pajamas and preach. And, <laughs> and culture would, and trends, trends would be set. Right. And anyway, yeah.
1: And then the next week, half of uh, the preachers around <laughs> America would be wearing footy pajamas.
2: <laughs> no, no question. Like, right. Listen, there was a lot of, again, uh, yeah, dudes that were like 34 or 37. And before they went to Catalyst, their wife was like, listen, honey, you've you got to go to the buckle and you got to get some new some of those new yeah. jeans that all the right. kids are wearing. Right. So I would literally watch. I mean, I hope this was a, wasn't either of you, but I would watch <laughs> I would watch all these cats roll in with like their brand new outfit and they're so uncomfortable. They got like the the affliction shirt on from the buckle with all the jewelry on the back. <laughs> and and I just I, I I mean I wanted to say to every one of them, listen, I love you, and I'm for you. Yeah, but but stop pretending. Like you are trying way too hard, man. You're trying way too hard. Go put those khakis back on. <laughs> exactly. I mean, maybe yeah. we can move you to like you know flat front khakis instead of instead of pleated. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you know, get that phone back on your belt. Uh, yeah. Get that, here's get your eyes on shirt. Get that Bluetooth okay. back in your ear. <laughs> uh, wow so there was a lot of that going on uh, oh yeah for sure for sure over the years but here to your question back, which is a good question like what what made it like something that that all of us like me me included I mean I was leading it but I was also I was so like in the community I mean I loved the experience of Catalyst I think one it was it was meant for young leaders mm-hmm. and it really was young leaders who showed up um, that's why I was asking, like, when did y'all go? Yeah. You so been, I would have been, been in your thirties, exactly, late twenties. Exactly.
1: Yeah. I would have been yeah. in my thirties. Yeah.
2: A little yeah. younger for me. Yeah. But this but kid you know.
1: was still on diapers when he went,
2: <laughs> he was, yeah, he was, he showed up with the, with the youth group. He,
1: um, had, a bottle. he had a bottle when he went to catalyst. But first
2: have, you know, there's a bunch of, there's a bunch of things out there that promise to be next generation or yeah. younger leaders or under 40. And then you get there and you're like, Oh, like it's yeah. not. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I think I think we I think we struck the chord there. I think there really was a a a unifying presence to catalyst. Like we 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 attracted and felt comfortable and safe for everybody from you know the the far far left, as far as you want mm-hmm. to go mm-hmm. the, the, theologically and denominationally right. to the far right. Mm-hmm. Um and everybody sort of looked at catalyst and said, Oh, well, it's catalyst. Like right. it's safe. Um so The other thing is, I think we, I think we were tapping into a real sense that like we're gathering the, the influencers, like we're, we're actually gathering young leaders who love Jesus and want to make a difference in the world. And when you get those kind of leaders together, there's a, there's a, there's a a palpable energy. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, we, we know what it is. It's like the spirit of God, like that shows up and is, is, you know, like literally like uh, creating presence, but um, when 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 we got when when that happened when callus was happening, I would just hear people constantly saying, "Man, there's something different here. Yeah. There's something there's something that I don't I'm not used to." Um, right. And and listen, we I would love to say that we knew what we were doing around that, but we we really didn't. I just felt like it was um, that we were being true to to the to the essence of what we were trying to create. Um, and I'll say this and then we can move on. But there really was a sense of possessive, a possessive spirit among the community, meaning this um, people who were part of it felt like it was theirs. Yeah. And that was a, a, now we were intentional about that, meaning that um, I like the fact that people would show up and they're like, wait, is this Andy Stanley's thing or is this like John Maxwell's thing or is yeah. this? Right. Gabe Lyons thing or is this uh-huh. Brad Lominek's thing or is this like Reggie Joyner's thing right I like that there was a bit of mystery yeah you didn't know yeah that was all very intentional and it was also it was I mean besides Andy Stanley it was primarily personality less meaning we weren't building a the brand of callous around one person mm-hmm. or one personality or one person's like thing um and that was that was a that was a A very intentional um strategy on our part because we all worked for john maxwell and john was really the founder but and we all love john and we still do um but we knew if we were going to gather like our friends it needed to have enough room that everybody could sort of feel like they belonged and they were part of it
1: yeah so um just to something from the rumor mill maybe you can help me out with uh, is it true oh. that if a senior pastor came in over 60 years old, you would usher him into a theater and tell them that they had unlimited popcorn and true grit was playing
2: uh, I would I can neither confirm or deny
0: okay all right I just that's <laughs> good so how did you Brad get connected with uh, with the catalyst conference uh, just all of a sudden you're you're running this thing or like what what was your journey leading up to that why were you the guy? that
2: oh, that God. was doing this yeah it's everybody stepped back it.
1: he was the only one still there.
2: <laughs> listen i mean it was you know in many ways if people would have known how much we didn't know what we were doing uh I, there, there might have been like that. there might have been I a mutiny. Believe. no I, That's I, amazing. I was i was working with with um <laughs> with enjoy with john maxwell's company okay and we were doing a bunch of different events so i was you know, I was helping with big simulcast events, and even I got into the event space with John. was weird because, like, two years before that, maybe three years before that, I was riding horses on a guest ranch in Colorado as a head wrangler, like on a really nice ranch. So, I went from like you know, scooping poop to, to gathering <laughs> leaders, which I guess there is some similarities there. You know, <laughs> uh, but but i yeah i just i mean Catalyst, when it started was really just another event within the event spectrum of what maxwell's organization was doing okay um but pretty quickly like there was a there was a real sense after a year or two that okay this thing's got some legs like mm-hmm. we've we've hit a goldmine mine of potential and so once that really was a, we were aware of that as an organization it it just felt like it needed it, we needed to have a team that was going to focus on building the brand of Catalyst over the next several years. And so that's what we did. We, we didn't start out with a, with a strategy though, that said, Hey, we're going to build a, a movement. You know, we want to be doing multiple events. We just started out saying let's do an event and let's try to gather young leaders and let's see what happens. Um, and again, like I wasn't even, nobody even knew who I was. Like I was behind the scenes. Gabe, Gabe Lyons who now runs Think, which is Q, Q ideas and mm-hmm. uh, the culture summit. And I mean, Gabe was really like, he was probably the face of it. Um, Andy Stanley was probably the voice of it. John Maxwell was the founder of it. And I was like in some side room, you know, just probably adding value and thinking about it from, a, from a strategic side. So about two years into it, though, again, you know, we kind of all sat around and felt like just for me, it made the most sense for me to start giving some leadership to it. And then that just continued it for really the next decade.
0: Yeah. So as, as you continue then in that and taking a major role, And then you're not only helping young leaders, but you're sharpening in your leadership, too. And so then you'd go on to write the Catalyst Leader. You'd write H3 Leader, uh, the leadership book. And you have a podcast now, H3. And those three H words, I want to dive into those. I like those words. Uh, They're humble, hungry, and hustle. So break down those three words and why they're important
2: in leadership. Well, every great title needs alliteration. So. It, that's what I was telling I know, you. That's what I was telling yeah. you.
0: Yeah, I failed
2: in one of Chris, my. Chris, I failed in one on of that? my like, eight books. What's that? Yeah, can I get an amen on the alliteration?
1: Yes, amen. Yeah. We were just talking about this. He has five key principles in his new book, and there's no alliteration. And I said that's garbage. You've got to go yep. back, rewrite it. Everybody knows a church leader uses
0: alliteration. Yep. I know. I failed in one of the eight books I've written to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, anyway,
2: either. Either alliteration or what's what's it when you spell out a word? Acronym. Uh,
0: acronym. He's right. Acronym. Yeah, that's acronym. my love yeah. language. Yeah. Is acronyms. acronyms. Yep. Yep. Because
2: that's Rick Warren. Like Rick, we all learned that from Rick Warren. Right. Everything's right. an acronym. Yeah. Right. Where do you um, think I
0: got the whole idea of forty-day church-wide yeah, series? He's Have we, basically we, yeah.
1: ripped off Rick Warren. <laughs> <laughs> that's hey. what he's done. Copy and
2: paste, man, all day long. <laughs> <laughs> I, <laughs> listen, I mean, plagiarized Jesus' yeah,
1: words, yeah. but I, then
0: I took his system. And, might, you know, He might be the right. greatest
1: <laughs> church businessman of all time. He took fact. the red letters from Jesus and then combined them with the greatest Bible study of all time. And he sold thousands of copies. <laughs> and, and I'm working for him. So and I yeah. don't know. Hey, what do you do? There, there
0: you, yeah, you go. Yeah. All right. Let's go to those That's three. It's beautiful alliteration.
2: OK, so, uh, well, first thing is before it was a book title, it, it was actually a framework for me. So when the when the when the interns Callous- every year and they were, you know, they were there to change the world. They're twenty one, twenty two, just out of school. They think they know more than me and the rest of our team. And basically one of them who was the brown noser would always at some point the first day like, OK, just somebody tell me how I get ahead here. Like, right. How do I, yeah. how do I, how do I get your job? Um, mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. my answer was like, be humble, hungry, hustle, be humble, stay hungry, always hustle. That was, that was my answer. Cause it had, it becomes sort of my, again, my framework way before it was a book title. Um, and so then you when would I was
1: immediately thinking, fire that person, right? Like, it, okay. That's the one we're talking. Yeah. Yes. Done.
2: You're, you're done. Fired. Yeah. You're fired. Um, you're, fired. <laughs> you're fired. I don't know. It was like an Arnold Trump.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sort of, I,
0: did. I got yeah. it You'll fight
2: it. Those were the two that so, led that show. So that's <laughs> exactly. a, a good combination. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So that's that, it really, you know, became the three legs of my stool. And I think that's, you know, we can get into more of the H's, but if you think about, um, if you think about really good leadership and how are you balanced in, in certain areas, I, again, I know a lot of leaders who, who have a lot of humility. And so they're aware that there's a bigger story. They, they don't make themselves the point of it, but they don't do anything. Right. So that's a lot right. of, a lot of humility, but no hustle. Just right. the opposite is true. I know a lot of leaders who they crush it and it's all about them and they, they're, they're selfish. They have a scarcity mindset. Uh, they're out to get theirs. So they, they win. They they're successful, but there's no humility. There, mm-hmm. There's there's no sense that there is a greater story. So we have to have all three of these legs properly balanced for the for the leadership stool to actually stand up and and to make sense. And so that's that's why those three H's um, for me. And, and in the book, you know, we we really like dive into habits within each of these categories of the three H's that are going to be sustainable. Um, and by the way on that book, just to, to make sure that people understand that, listen, I'm not the, I'm not the greatest thing since sliced bread. That book was because of me walking through a season where I, I wasn't a good leader. Mm. And this was while I was leading Catalyst, Like the last few years of leading Catalyst. I was not healthy. Um, now we were crushing it. We were up into the right. We were selling out events. We were every measurable was, was, was a win but for me personally i wasn't like i wasn't great to be around um people love being on the team because they knew we were going to get to the we were going to get to the top of mount everest the challenge was is that i was becoming unhealthy and toxic and dysfunctional so really this was this book came out of me like trying to reset
0: yeah what led to that place where you recognize man i'm not in the place where i need to be
2: well it was it was both um Uh, internal and external, meaning like I realized it. Um, I didn't want to, I didn't even want to really like acknowledge it because wait a second, like I'm, I'm leading a, I'm leading a movement that's supposed to be about good leadership. And here I am actually not even living this out, which is, you know, this is true for so many of us, whether you're a pastor, Mm -hmm. whether you're leading some nonprofit, you know, the family ministry CEO who doesn't have a good family. Or the pastor, the pastor who actually is not a good disciple of Jesus. Um, You know, so it was both internal and then it was external. Um, And the people on the, the people on, on the team at Catalyst, they were the ones that really were aware of it. Um, The, the, the larger community that would show up and come to events or even the speakers or talent or sort of partners, they didn't, they didn't know any different, Um, but it was, it was our team internally and, uh, you know, I remember I'll tell a quick story if I could. Yeah. Um, we were at Dave and Buster's and having a celebration day and uh, Chad Johnson, who was a longtime, longtime person on the team and now works for, still works for John Maxwell. And uh, you know, he had put together the celebration day. We hit some big goal. And of course, like, I don't even really want to be there. Cause I've got work to do because right. I'm important. Right. <laughs> sure, sure. And, the team, we we crushed it. We crushed it at Dave and Buster's. Like we got a lot of tickets from shoot and, <laughs> and so they 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 get... we had enough tickets to go buy something in the gift store. So they bought me a gift, and it was like two dolls, and one <laughs> doll was an angel doll, and another doll was like a Satan doll. Uh, which why yeah. do they have those at Dave and Buster's? I don't know, but yeah. Right? Um, they gave them they gave to me and they were like, thank you for the, you know, for the day to celebrate. And so I'm like, well, what do these represent? You know, they're like, well, the, one of those is the the leader we love, which we'll just call him Brad. And then I was like, well, what does the Satan doll represent? And they're like, that's the leader we hate. We'll
1: and call him Brad. I said, well, who? <laughs> no,
2: they said, they said, they said his name is Darb. And I said backwards Darb. backwards. <laughs> yeah like yeah who which one of y'all came up with darb because i'm about to fire you on the spot there's <laughs> uh, a, a wake-up call it was like yeah. wait a second like i haven't i have that side of me that 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 is so like apparent and around that you you all have given a name to it and they're like yeah and when they're... darb's in the office Oof. We, we stay awake we don't really want to be around that dude so wow. you know at that point, again, like th- this is why you you guys know this. This is why self awareness and all the Enneagrams and personality tests they are incredibly helpful. But you can't stop there, right? Because what I would have said as a as an immature leader at that point, I would have said, "Well, that's just the way I'm wired, guys. So deal with it." Mm-hmm. I'm a I'm a I'm a three. I'm an ENTJ. Like if you don't like it, go go work somewhere else. That's not good <laughs> enough. Like I have to work on becoming more like Jesus. Yeah. But I also have to realize that my greatest strengths are perhaps my kryptonite. Um and when pushed, when you get pushed as a leader, when you have weight on you, when you're feeling the like all this on your shoulders, um that's when you start to like get toxic and dysfunctional. Mm-hmm. And it happens to all of us, right? So that that's that's why I had to like recalibrate. Mm-hmm. And hopefully the book, again, that book is me trying to like pass on my story so other people can go oh me too or they can give it to their boss and go you too (laughs) read this
0: here you go darb yeah take this darb so so you can what i what i think is great like you're you're you are an effective leader you're a great leader and your team recognizes it you're around john maxwell and all these other great leaders you're teaching leadership through catalyst and you're a big part of that but but still in that environment you recognized that uh, there are a, a, there's a shadow side of me that's not so good of a leader and so like what 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 led to that how can you be involved in those types of environments and, and still then be in a place where you're like ah i'm not in a good place right now was it ha- was it you talk about habits was it the ha- was it was it unhealthy habits or what what led you to that place
2: i think i think the biggest thing is is um... The, the idea that that even well one it was i've got to get healthy and it wasn't a burnout thing it wasn't like you know i wasn't like to the point of i'm just going to quit it wasn't any of that but it was it was um it was me needing to to drive my own sense of of betterment um it was also uh, i had a i had somebody who who jumped into my world and actually like helped me sort of recalibrate. And this Mm -hmm. is so important. Like if you're, if you're in a place where, again, I wasn't burning out, but I just, I needed, I needed like a recalibration and a guy named Steve Cockrum um, who lives in London was so instrumental. Shout out Steve Cockrum. Mm -hmm. He was so instrumental for me to just help me as an outsider because he didn't have any skin in the game. And he helped me, like, reestablish some some habits that needed to be put in place. He helped me, like, even navigate, well, do you need to keep doing this? Mm. Like, is part of even this season a good reason for us to now, like, consider whether you need to keep leading this movement? Um, so having somebody from the outside is, is massive. Um, and then here's the other thing, guys, like, and, you know, we could spend a lot of time on this, but. I had to I had to I had to make sure I was clear on identity calling and assignment. And my identity had become catalyst. Mm. My calling had become catalyst. And my assignment was catalyst. Yeah. Um, only only one of those is, is correct though. <laughs> catalyst was not my calling, and it definitely wasn't my identity. <laughs> it was an assignment for me for a certain season. So I had to, I had to reimagine like what's 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 calling look like for me. If I'm if I'm gonna have multiple seasons of assignment over the course of my career vocationally, um, how do I know like the riverbanks that now are gonna give me a sense of direction? And
0: mm-hmm.
2: I incorrectly, I incorrectly had started to like to think that catalyst was like this this why for me. And it wasn't this and this is true for listen every pastor uh i love you but when you say well i'm called to red dirt baptist and then you leave red dirt baptist like 3 years later and you go to you know forest hills baptist did you lose your calling no you changed assignments that should reflect a calling on your life that's yeah. that's broader and and more expansive than than one location Um, and it this this kind of stuff gets confusing to so many of us and so this has really helped me navigating and now even helping young leaders to navigate like how do I know like is this a season when do I leave how long do I stay Uh, is this is this an assignment is this a calling definitely not an identity
0: so yeah, what was, so that the catalyst was the assignment. What what did you come up with for yourself for, this is my, co- what is my calling? How, how did you discern that?
2: Yeah. Um, well, and by the way, but it's, th- there's both the spiritual calling and a vocational calling. So a spiritual calling would be what I would consider to be a calling to salvation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so once i become a follower of Jesus, that, to know God and make him known, you know, to love God and enjoy him forever. Like, those are those are true for, for anybody who says yes to Jesus. Yeah, um, vocational calling is specific to to me because it, it it really starts to get into like the the way I'm wired, my strengths, and also uh, passions, the things that that I care about, and then also like God's story. Um, Jim Collins would say it also involves an economic engine of some sort, which mm. I, I'm okay with that. So my personal calling. The, the why for me vocationally is to connect, gather and influence influencers. Mm. That's it. Like now that's broad enough that it gives me river banks, mm-hmm. but it's narrow enough that now I'm not like I now I kind of I know the direction and mm-hmm. I can I can go down that river on a cruise ship, <laughs> on a tugboat, on an inner tube. Um, the cruise so ships are more
0: fun. So. Yeah. Cruise ship, <laughs> right. They're more yeah, fun. To drive yeah, on a yeah. Cruise ship, yeah, yeah right. right. if you have to choose one,
2: right? Yeah, but you know, like this is it. This is a new season for me of assignment. Yeah, I'm I'm advising organizations. I speak a little bit. I still put on conferences. Catalyst was a season of assignment. Um, yeah, you know, I, I worked on a guest ranch. That was a season of assignment. So I'll probably have four or five different seasons of assignment. Um, what's interesting is the average 20, young 20-something right now is probably going to have 15 to 20.
0: Wow. Cause they're because they're changing. It's gig economy. They're changing uh, all the time.
2: You yeah. got it. There's so many different options. And so if we don't help the next generation really figure out vocational calling, like a, a sense fantastic. of direction and yeah. why. They're just going to like schizophrenically jump from thing to thing. Mm. and never really be able to connect the dots of what, not, how does how all this connect?
1: Build. Yeah. yeah. And I think
2: yeah. what, what, what
0: you've done a good job, I think of, of talking about here that I, I don't think often enough I th- about, I, I think of identity and assignment, but maybe not the middle thing, which is calling. And, and so our assignments change all the time. Our calling is our, our big why what, what's identity then if that's uh, um, yeah. What, what's identity for you?
2: Identity is um, things that are primarily unchanging. So this one's actually the easiest to figure out. So, child of God, uh, yeah. father, son, you know, mother, daughter, uh, I would put core values in your identity. So if you say, you know, I really, I really care about, um, I mean, we should all care about integrity, but that, you know, like I'm going to, I'm going to really t- think more about the who of you, um, yeah. the things that are unchanging that, that primarily, you know, if once you become a father or a mother, then it it's actually all three. I mean, being a parent, I guess yeah. you could say, is identity calling and assignment. Um, but, but identity, for the most part, is stuff that uh, is foundational.
1: Mm.
2: Calling, calling can change over the course of, of your life. Mm-hmm. Assignments, assignments will change.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and, and listen, if you find one assignment that's a 40-year run, that is the, the best expression and reflection of your calling gives evidence to your, to your identity, then way to go.
0: Yeah. And you'll but probably, most, get, you'll probably get emeritus at the end of that too.
2: <laughs> get an emeritus. Yeah, yeah. yeah but, exactly. But, but most of us, that's not true. Like we're going to have, we're going to have multiple assignments and, uh, and that's not a bad thing. Yeah. As long as we're still clear on, well, what, what's, what's that connecting to? Uh, yeah. And that's why the calling part is the hardest thing to kind of figure out because mm people will say, well, I'm not really sure. And, you know, you got to you got to do the hard work of of, of doing the um, R&D and self-awareness and like digging deeper. Because uh, it's, it, again, if somebody says, Brad, my calling is to to know God. Well, mine too. <laughs> so is yours. Yeah, like maybe, too yeah, yeah. maybe too broad.
0: Yeah, maybe too gotta broad. We got to get a little more narrow. Yeah.
1: Huh. That's really important though, because I think a lot of times Well, I, I've been a, I've been a youth pastor for like 20 years. Right. And a lot of times uh, kids will build their identity around being the best basketball player in the school around, you know, and then they graduate and then they go to college and they're the average basketball player on the team. And they come back after that first semester and their whole identity is just completely rocked, you know, or or a kid um, goes to school, has a scholarship and breaks his leg. And mm-hmm. now you, the, it's like the whole question of identity when it's placed in something else can be earth shattering when you realize it's not actually your identity. And I like the idea of um saying assignment and calling i have never heard that before and that that's very helpful because your assignment like you said is going to change so many times right but your calling might may, not it might not. Yeah. but it's not going to change as much as your assignment right right
0: it's good exactly those three words, Brad, you, you mentioned two of them earlier, uh, humble and hustle. Uh, I'm curious, though, the difference, because uh, I can see some similarities. So how, how would you differentiate between hungry and hustle?
1: Ah, good question. Thank
2: the you, spelling, brother. M-G-R-Y <laughs> and S-T-L-E.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, that's right.
2: Yeah. Okay, next um, question. I would say hungry is about, is, uh, is well, the, the summary of, of hunger as a leader is are you are you going to have a, po- a constant and consistent over a lifetime of posture of learning? So it's it's the ability for me to to never arrive, in essence. Um, so it it is a bit more of a mindset, I would say. Uh, it's it's about curiosity. It's about you know innovation. It 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 has to do with the ability for me to be a listener. Um, so if I think lifetime learner that that's how I would d- define that hustle hustle for me is more about the action so it's it's really like putting your leadership into action um, and by the way humility and hunger are are a bit more like intrinsic yep primarily where hustle is is much more extrinsic it's it's the execution you know it's the it's the that's delivery good.
0: yeah so as you look at you 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 really have a really great pulse on young leaders and young influencers as you look at you know, young influencers and young disciples, like what of those three words of the next generation and those coming, what's the, the strength of those three? And what's the weakness of those three, would you say?
2: I would say, uh, well, it depends, because um, it's all context. But in general, in general, I think there is, there's a lot of self awareness and, and humility movements, meaning Everybody, it's kind of in vogue to um, to to be aware. In, in fact, I think it's dangerous in many <laughs> so? camps. Be, well, because you hear this, you hear this term of just be yourself. Oh
0: yeah, mm-hmm. just be
2: yourself. That's that's really dangerous because mm. being myself is like, and it's a good thought, but it's a dangerous lifestyle because what that starts to do is it starts to create all kinds of false identity. Um, but it also says, well, I have now agency over my life compared to that, that God is my creator. I'm, you know, I, I am a created being, uh, and you find this with so many people who now they have, you know, the, 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 the sort of like, uh, the sort of, of, I would say quiet version of this is the fact that now when you ask an 18 year old, what do you want to do with your life? They, they have, they have so many options that they can sort of give any answer. The dangerous part of this is think how many like sexual identities now I can choose from because Mm. I'm just trying to be myself. So that one, but I I feel like there's a, there's a movement there with young leaders, whether good or bad that has given permission for us to all work on self awareness. Mm. Um, I'm concerned about the hustle factor. Yeah. Mm. With, with young leaders. And there's a premise right now that is, well, don't push me. Don't 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 hold me accountable. Um, I don't really want to. I don't really care about being a finisher. I, I'm not here to execute. I'm here to ideate. Um, and and that's that's I think that is a challenge. And all of us who are leading the next generation, we have to figure out different ways to motivate, and and to actually inspire younger leaders to pursue what we would consider to be hard work.
0: Mm.
2: And here's the reality: many of them don't even know what it looks like.
1: Right. Right.
2: They've never seen it. They're, they're like, I would love to be a hard worker, but you have to coach me (laughs) on actually like what that is. Um, You know? And, and again, here's a perfect example. The other day I'm, I'm I was somewhere and I pulled up to a restaurant and there's the valet. And this, this joker, like he, he, he took his time. It's like five minutes.
1: Mm. Mm.
2: Like I'm here, bro. Low hustle. Low hustle. Yeah, low hustle. When I came out of the restaurant, when I came out of the restaurant, same guy there, same guy, and I hand him the ticket. He walked as slow as humanly possible to get my car. Like low hustle, low, low hustle. hustle. Compared low hustle. to again, like if I'm valet boy, I know this. If I run, yeah. yeah, you're gonna get tip to go get that car for whoever I'm picking it up for. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get a good tip, right. Like hustle, hustle equals like good money. Debt. And he just had no concept of
1: it. Right. So it's interesting. I, 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 like I said, I've been working with youth for 20 years. I had this guy, um, young man, he got married at like, right as you know, the Christian way he got, <laughs> he got married at 18 years old to his mm. girlfriend who was 18 wow. years old. And like six months later, I am not kidding you. Six months later, he wanted to know if he could like hold a class for marriage like to To lead a class to lead a class (laughs) on marriage i'm like bro i've been married 20 years and i wouldn't lead a class on marriage (laughs) like are you kidding like it's and like it, it just blows my mind like that there's been so you a couple, them no no i said you're ridiculous <laughs> i have a real problem first no and, and but i've seen this in the next generation god bless them they are compassionate and things like that but a lot of times they want to step into this role of speaking with authority when they have no authority and that's what makes me crazy sometimes sounds like
0: it. you're really getting yeah. worked up
1: well, i mean i work with them every day <laughs> No, maybe so I'm, getting, maybe yeah. I'm getting maybe I'm getting
0: So one of the things that uh, that I, I think is great about you is you you actually on your your blog and I believe podcast as well. Like you actually note who are the young leaders, the young influencers who are 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 doing something noteworthy that we ought to recognize. Like how do you keep your pulse on everything? Because that's a lot of what you do. Is you, you're uh, as much of a content, I would say curator as you are a content creator, hmm. and so what does it look like for you? How do you manage kind of all that and find the time to find all about all, all these people and interesting things? I don't
2: know. That that made me <laughs> tired just hearing you say that. <laughs> I, I, for me, it's intentionality. It really is, like, because hmm. uh, going back to going back to my calling, my 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 calling is connect, gather, and influence influencers. And if I want to be a connector, if I want to be like in the know, if I want to be the person who is playing air traffic control, especially with with the next generation, with influencers, with Christian leadership, you know, all that stuff. And I really do like that's that's what I feel like God has wired me to do and also like assigned me to do. Yeah. Um, I have to, I have to, I have to know who the players are. Mm-hmm. Um So a lot of that is just, uh, it's intentionality. And when I started doing that young influencers list, it was probably 2007. Mm. And the reason I started doing it really was because as a person who was leading a movement catalyst, I needed to know. Yeah. And, and forcing myself to actually have to post a list like once a month was a really good exercise that forced me to have to post a list once a month, which meant I have to do the hard work of, of, of doing the research. And so even, even the way I do my podcast, um, I, I have a lot of like links and recommendations and resources that I'm, I'm trying to curate. And that's all like, so I'll actually know. Yeah. Um, it forces me to have a, have a habit in place of finding it. Cause mm-hmm. if I don't, if I didn't have a habit, that was forced by actually having to put it out there. I don't know if I would actually like have the di- the discipline to do it.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's good. And, and, and one of the things, not, not only are you kind of aware and bringing light to, you know, some of these young influencers, especially, but you know, every, every time I've heard, and I've especially heard it from our, our mutual friend, Carrie Newhoff, like Brad is like one of the most connected networked guys and, and he just knows everybody. And, and I think there's, something behind that? Like what, how, cause I, you know, as I'm thinking of discipleship and it, it's important to, you know, get to know people, what, what is it that makes you uh, a person that, that, can, that connects and networks so well i think there's a skill and a gift to that too so maybe
2: talk me through that a little bit
1: is it and just to follow up on that is it bribery you know (laughs) yes okay that's what i thought yes
2: think amway think think uh, (laughs) it's not a pyramid but i'm up here and the. By the way, I love, I love all the Amway people. So don't, yeah, yeah, uh, okay. don't oh, I don't think Amway. we'll have a
1: huge backlash from the Amway people, but yeah, I got you. Well,
2: there goes our sponsor. Yeah. I it. mean, what, whatever.
1: Our bond has given us <laughs> 10,000 an episode.
2: Exactly. Um, <laughs> I would, I would say this, you know, it, John Maxwell taught me this 20 years ago. Plus um, if you, if you add value to people uh, then you win. And mm-hmm. I'm paraphrasing, but like, if you're a value adder, then you automatically create influence, you create impact, you create currency. And so when I think of being a good connector, I'm always thinking, how do I add value? And um, you know, I'm not keeping score. And it, this is a big difference between a connector and a networker. Um, a connector is somebody that you see at some event in the, in the green room, let's just say. Mm-hmm. And everybody is happy to see them. They're like, oh, I can't, I, I'm so happy Zach's here. Mm. Uh, and we'll we'll let Zach play the connector role. Yeah. But then the net Chris the networker walks in. <laughs> hey, 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 hey. hey. my jacket. <laughs> exactly. And everybody's like, everybody's like, who let him in?
1: Yeah. Ooh, <laughs> look <laughs> at that! gotta go. go. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Right.
2: Right. So yeah. one one is this person who everybody wants to be around. The other one is this person that everybody's avoiding. <laughs> yeah. Um. And and why is that? Well, because probably. The, the networker is transactional. Ah. They, they, everybody knows they're going to want something mm. from them, mm-hmm. where the connector is like, they're, they're value adding. They, they know if they get around them, they're going to get better.
1: Mm.
2: Um, so just that simple difference between how I walk in to any environment, any room, any conversation. I, I just always want to have this premise in my mind that if I, if I can add value,
0: mm-hmm.
2: then, then I'm doing what I need to be doing. And, um, you know, you've, you if you read good to great, Jim yeah. Collins right. talks about his, his, um, his flywheel. Yeah. Right. The flywheel principle. And he, he would say that his flywheel is, is created because of curiosity. Mm. Um, I think my flywheel is created because of connections. Mm. So when I, when I add a new friend into the slipstream, it's actually, it's actually asset building for me. It's like, I got more friends now in the slipstream, which means I can create more connections, which means I can create more value.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and I, listen, guys, I'm a nerd when it comes to like <laughs> spreadsheets. I got more spreadsheets than than should be legal,
1: <laughs> uh,
2: and all those spreadsheets, like they've got stuff about people, and they've got like names list, and lists. And well, we make spreadsheets the spreadsheet now. we'll oh, we you're make in there already. All right. <laughs> You're already in there. Yeah. You don't even know you're in. You wow. don't even know you're in, wow. but you're already in.
0: How many people are in Brad Lominick's spreadsheets? That's what I wanna know. Yeah. <laughs>
2: There's Lots. a lot. There's a lot. There's, <laughs> I'll just say it's it's tens of thousands. Wow. It's <laughs> awesome. Yeah. So, uh,
0: so the, the one thing I heard there, especially more than anything, add value, add value, add value. Yes. And, and if you continue add to add value. It, I, I would think, again, it's not transactional, but I, I would think that you're well taken care of, provided for, loved, and it, it, it will come back to you, right?
2: Absolutely. Like if you, you know, now you don't, you don't want to be taken advantage of. Mm. Because some people, some people take this and they, they say, well, Brad, I've been adding value all my life and and nobody ever returns the volley. Mm. Um, well, in that case, then, well, why? You know, like, do, do they? So, I, but I would say, if I'm adding value, it, it's the same thing of of the great salespeople in the world, right? Whoever sells is a great salesperson. It's not because it's not because they they wowed you or they wooed you into buying the product. It's because they trust you Mm -hmm. like trust is the greatest currency. So like that, that's what I'm always, I'm always trying to build trust and, Mm -hmm. you know, Gary Vaynerchuk, you know, remember his book, jab, 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 right hook. I mean, sort of the same idea, right? He's saying add value, add value, add value, add value, add value. And then maybe at some point make an ask. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Uh, But I can't just come in with the right hook. Sure, without right. ever having added ha- having added value, I well yeah. let me say a different. I can, but I get one shot for glory. Yeah, it's right? good.
1: And then you I'm better read be Mike Tyson at that point. <laughs> got That's that good. Right,
2: Hey, man, or this one... Who was on? who's on? who's on? punch out who was like the punch out guy that oh the, like, uh, the kid, the, glass joe
1: uh it, that was the guy glass joe was yes. the guy and what you had that? to fight your way through like super oh, macho yeah. man all those good things flamenco yes. I, dude, that was a great game
2: great great callback. great callback chris great yeah, callback very
1: good. Mike Tyson
0: our young punch-out. listeners have no idea yeah. but it was you you have no idea what like, you missed out like
2: what yeah. are you what are you guys speaking of here this uh, this, uh, I, this this atari thing i hear right our
1: producer cam popped up yeah Nintendo. That's what he said, Mac. Mac.
0: That's the name. Mac. That's the name of the
1: Glass show was yep. the first person you fought, and you were Little Mac.
2: That's what it is. Thank you, producer, Thank you, coming Cam. In. All right. Finally, our producer Dang. adds value. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Finally. So trans-
0: trans- yeah, there you go. He's so transactional. Man, this, this time went quick, Brad. We ask every guest this question. Do
1: you regret this? No,
0: (laughs) no. (laughs) Yeah. Well, your biggest, no, Um, it's a podcast ultimately to challenge people to be greater disciples of Jesus, wherever they are. And so if you could issue a challenge to our audience of something, one thing they could practically do this week to be a greater disciple of Jesus, what, what challenge would you throw down? Man,
2: listen, I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to go heavy and strong into uh, the spiritual disciplines Mm. and, Listen, I man, I'm a um in this this season of life, um I'm really I'm really trying to do a couple of things. One is I'm trying I'm trying to become more like Jesus. Now again that that's like the default answer that every person has ever given. Um, but I, I want to I want to I want to be a better disciple of Jesus tomorrow than I was yesterday. And um it it's it is it's for me it's it's much more about what are the expressions of that? So it is the disciplines, but it's also the yeah. expressions. So I would say, like, just be nice. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. For real.
2: Like, yeah. like have, have a, have a say. <laughs> <laughs> Don't <laughs> oh, hit me, Chris.
1: I just said, but, listen, listen to Brad.
2: <laughs> I mean, like, listen, we're, we're navigating in the public square as, as believers. And there's nothing different about our, our life and the way we treat people. Um, and it's not that hard anymore. It really isn't to actually like, if we want, if we want to be like the, the, the hands and feet of Jesus and, and have, have the fruit of the spirit that is, that is like permeating from us. It's not that hard to stand out anymore mm. because, because we've, because so many people, uh, just expect the, the opposite mm. from us yeah. in like, anywhere we traffic. So that's, that's one thing. The other thing is, um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to be a, better friend, but I'm also trying to be a more um a more like appropriately holding my friends accountable friend. Mm. And you know, the old days I would like sense I, I feel like there was a c there's been a few times for me that I've sensed something was going on with somebody, but I didn't I didn't like reach out and then a week or a month or several months later I I read the 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 article yeah. that that they've been removed from their office or you know from that role i don't have the patience anymore to be that friend Mm. so i'm trying to be i still want to love people but i want to get in their grill and even if that means we might like i might lose a friendship um i I want to be the friend willing to like have the hard conversation or at least at least like go further in in crossing that bridge um because if not if not, I'm <clears throat> I'm okay. But if if so, and I miss it, then it's my fault. Yeah, for not like good. for not stepping in when God prompted me. So here's mm. the here's the lesson: when God prompts, I'm gonna act. If I sense any any sense of like I need to reach out to them, I need to text them, I need to go see them, I need to call them. Like I'm gonna try to be Just obedient. Do to it. That. beautiful. I love it. All right.
0: If you guys take on that challenge, if God prompts, act, let us know. Hashtag red letter disciple. And what I heard in Brad is it's, it could be little things of like being nice (laughs) to someone. Maybe you don't know, or maybe you're just meeting or even uh, not, not being nice, not the opposite of being nice, but, but being the person that needs to say the hard things sometimes to your friends. And so there's an interesting dichotomy, but I, I like the way you summed it up. No matter what, when God prompts, let's act. So, uh, all right, I'm turning it over to Chris Johnson for our final minute here. He's got something specifically prepared for you, Brad. I'm always nervous about this part of the show.
1: Brad, we've learned a lot today. We've learned that uh, a leader is humble. They hustle. They're hungry. They've got it in their gut. Mm-hmm. They want it. Um, Brad, if I could just ask you real quickly, if you had to define what a catalyst is or what a a catalyst is in one sentence, what would you say? Change agent. Change agent. Maybe the, the first to do something. I don't know. Or would that be fair to say? Because just say yes, Absolutely. because that goes along with our game show <laughs> today. We are going yes. to play the first to do something. Oh, wow. And it's a, it's a double competition. Oh. So because Brad is a master of catalyzing, And you wrote the first book on the red letters of Jesus ever. Oh, I'm sure. We are going to do this. So let me do this. Um, We're going to start with you, Brad. Um, For one point, the first country to issue paper money. The first country to issue paper money. That's a hard question. I know. Just like you. I'm starting off tough. No softballs for Lomnick here. Come on. I,
2: Let's see. Uh, I'm going uh, to say France. Okay. Uh,
1: Zach to you. The first country to issue paper money. Uh, England. No, it was China. China was the correct wow. answer. Back to you, Brad. The first country <laughs> to brutal. the first country to launch an artificial satellite into space, Brad. The catalyst. Oh, that would
2: that would be Russia. Ding,
1: ding, ding! one point brad you are destroying zach let's go to zach um let's see here the first No, that's too easy i can't do that um okay okay the first person the first person i had it here just a second ago. you know what no the first country to make a constitution <laughs> the first country
0: the united states
1: the United States is like one of the newest countries. I know. I, I
0: it's the United States. He's right.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh, good. Great. I tried to talk him out of it. I, tried, I did. I tried to talk him out of it. Are you a soccer fan, Brad? No, not at all. No, either. It's not even a real sport. We're going to
2: skip it. <laughs> good. Uh, the first person to fly an airplane, Brad. Oh, well, that, I mean, uh, yeah. the, the Wright brothers.
1: Yes, that's right. Two to one. Complete devastation here. All right. Let's go um, Oh, that's too easy. Uh oh, the very first space shuttle to go into space. What was the name of the very first Apollo One? The space shuttle. Not. I
0: don't know, Brad. Columbia. Yes. What is it?
1: Right there. Columbia. Columbia Four. I think we'll do one more. One more. You are just dominating. Crushing you, Zach.
0: You're dominating. You. I'm not. I'm not a catalyst like you. I know. Are, that's so, the thing. You know.
1: Uh, okay. The first United States
0: president to resign. For me? Yes. Oh gosh, to resign? Yeah.
2: I don't know. Uh, Adams.
1: Oh wow, great guess. Not even close, Brett. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm gonna. I mean, it's. I don't know if this was right, but Nixon. Yeah.
1: Yes. That's right. Five to two. Let's hear it for, you know what? If Brad just would have got one more question, he would have won the grand prize from our sponsor at Chevrolet uh, Corvette, but he was one away. So we will make sure to get you a red letter koozie in the mail. Please just send us love the koozie.
0: Love yeah. yeah. In the meantime, we've food. got a, we've got an opportunity through Amway that we can offer you
2: as a <laughs> we a really want to get you in on the ground level, Brad. <laughs> we
1: just twenty minutes after this. Hey,
0: Brad.
2: Uh, I want to be I want to be in your downline. I want to be in your
0: downline. <laughs> <laughs> hey, if people want to connect with you, where can they find you these days?
2: Uh, just I mean, H three leadership is mm. that's like the podcast. Mm. Uh, sort of landing page. That's the best thing. Is go H okay. three leadership. Go to the podcast. I mean, you can follow me on social media, but I don't ever post anymore. I'm an <laughs> awful follow.
0: So, <laughs> So don't do it. Let's follow Jesus, not Brad on social. Yeah,
2: hey, uh, that, you should have... my, that should be my tagline on social. Follow Jesus, <laughs> not me. There you go. Not know he had a social media, Brad.
0: Thank you yeah, so exactly. much for being a part of this, man. You've, you've added a lot of value to, uh, to this show and to a lot of listeners. So, uh, God bless you, bro. And, and keep doing what you're doing.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Loved it. All, All right, right bless Thanks, Thanks for having me on.
0: so grateful that brad came on to the show today and dropped some leadership knowledge on us man there were some really cool things that he said again like for me just hearing the difference of how he put it between connecting and networking uh, the difference between assignment and calling really helps me frame what I'm doing in this world. And so I hope it helped you as well. Hope it challenged you as well. Hey, if you want to connect with Brad and any of his resources, his books, his podcasts, if you want to you know, see where those young influencers lists are at, check out redletterpodcast.com. We do show notes on every episode and we put all the necessary and good links there at redletterpodcast.com. Also, that's where you're going to find our sponsor, Red Letter Living. And today, the resource they're giving out called the Red Letter Challenge Assessment. Uh, you can take that free seven to 10 minute assessment that's hopefully going to help you be a greater disciple of Jesus. Next week, we're finishing up season four with a great great guest. His name is Jay Kim. Jay is an author. He's a pastor. He lives in Silicon Valley. And so we're going to talk to Jay a lot about what does it look like to be a disciple of Jesus living in a digital world? How do we not just survive, but how do we thrive? We'll hear his story. He's going to challenge us. It's going to be a great way, a really practical way to end the season. So don't miss next week's episode with Jay Kim. And here's how you won't subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're listening or watching. And next week it'll automatically appear. It's like magic or is it the Holy spirit or is it technology? I don't know how it works, but it works. So just do that. And Hey, we're going to be back for next week. So go out friends and be a great disciple of Jesus this week. And we'll see you back next week for the red letter disciple.
2: A media production.